Well, my next guest this morning has been playing music for most of her life. She composed the song Only a Woman's Heart, the title track of an album, which of course became the best-selling Irish album of all time. Well, she's just back from a sellout tour of Germany and she's here in studio with me now. Eleanor McAvoy, good morning to you. Auf Wiedersehen. (laughs) (laughs) Interestingly, just as Chris was walking out there, my last guest, you said to him, you yourself had been bullied in school. I was horrendously bullied in primary school, yeah, in primary school. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, it, 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 it kind of it stays with you. I mean, it's character forming. I think it even either kills you or makes you stronger. But um, I love to see the fact that there's so much more awareness around about it now. Yeah. And fair play to Chris, fair play to him. Get the message out there. So know. many people mm. were bullied. But look, you're just back from Brussels, having addressed the European Parliament. Not a place we'd usually expect to see you, Eleanor. What brought you there? OK, well. Of course, I'm a singer-songwriter, but if you're a singer-songwriter, you need an organisation that's going to help you to collect your royalties from radio stations like yourselves and, you know, uh, theatres and bars and all that kind of thing and pay them out to the people who own the rights, songwriters or publishers. So I am at the moment, I'm the chairman of the board of IMRO. So we continuously do this kind of stuff. You know, we lobby government and we lobby overseas. And of course, globally, it's more important now that you're doing that kind of thing internationally. And it was a particular issue to do with film composers that we needed to brief the MEPs on Mm -hmm. and bring them up to speed and say, can you change the legislation? Can you bring something in? Can you help us out here? And I have to say... Fair play to the Irish MEPs, you know, mm. um, who met us and spent time and endorsed us and came behind us. And even the ones who couldn't come, they're coming into, you know, IMRO to meet us, to, to get briefed. And, you know, I often wonder, do the Irish public think enough about the people we send to Europe? I'd love to see us really taking the European election seriously because there's an awful lot of parish politics, in, you know, in the country, mm. like for the national elections. But Europe... You know, they have to work cross-party because there's hardly any of them, you know. So you do get parties working together for what's best for the country. So obviously I'm fighting the, you know, royalties for the songwriters' corner and uh, and that's what I was doing out there. You're also just back, as I said, from your Give Me Some Wine tour in Germany. How great was it for you to be back out touring? It was brilliant. Uh, There was somewhere along the line it got called the Give Me More Wine tour at some (laughs) point. I know people were, there was a thing, people were taking it off the posters and saying, Give Me more wine. <laughs> um, it's amazing. It's fantastic to be back. But you know, Miriam, I have to say, I, I hate saying this because some of my colleagues suffered so much during COVID, but COVID was actually a really good time for me. I had a bit of space. I had a bit of time to stop working for once in my life and really address some of the stuff that had happened in my life. And in my case, I realised that the age I am, I'm 55 now, you know, the music business wasn't working for me. You know, it it was, I didn't know where I fit into it and I was trying to do one thing. And so I kind of stopped everything and I said, right, instead of trying to make me fit it, why don't I just do what I do and see if it'll fit in around me? So I did a couple of things like I made, like, eth- like wh- what are my ethics? What are my, you know, what do I need to be happy? I need a night's sleep. You know, I'm not going to fly over and do a gig. You know, I'm going to fly over the night before, be well rested so that I can show up for people Happy, rested, not fraught, not tired. And I realised so much of my life was emails and distribution and worrying about this, that and the other. And I thought, right, okay, all this stops. So for the new album, Give Me Some Wine, I thought, I'm not going to put it into Amazon because I had big issues with Amazon, how they were treating their staff, etc. during the pandemic. And now, you know, I'm a realist. 
Am I saying I never order anything from Amazon? No, I'm not. I do sometimes. But you know what? I'm going to look for it somewhere else first. And if I can't find it, then I do that. So I thought, okay, how do I get it out worldwide to everybody around the world? So I thought, mail order. They order it from somewhere and it's posted out. So I went to a small independent Irish retailer. Well, not so small, Golden Discs. And I said, can you guys do this? And they said, yeah, we can. We can do send it anywhere in the world. And I said, okay, let's set it up. And, and you know what? Some people said, like, do you know what you're doing? And honestly, no. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really. I was kind of muddling through. And I did get a few complaints. I got a few people writing to me from Australia saying, God, this is working out really expensive for, for us, you know. And I got, went on social media and I said, I'm really sorry. And I wrote back to a lot of people and said, I'm sorry that it's expensive for you. But this is what I have to do to keep my head together so that I can write really good songs and be happy and be light of heart and speak the truth as I know it in my songs. That's This is what I need as an artist. Do you know every one of them wrote back to me and said, you're absolutely fine, completely get it, don't you worry. Oh, that's so nice. Because like it is available yeah. digitally. It's just a way of making business kind of work for you. That's so interesting that you were saying that's in a way how you changed during uh, the pandemic. And of course, the album, Give Me Some Wine. You also dealt in it with the aftermath of your split from your partner. I mean, are they difficult songs to write or was this just part of you being really open and honest? Um, well, you see, when you write them, you never intend putting them on an album. <laughs> You're <laughs> writing them saying, get this out of my system. I'm obviously never going to put this one on an album. And then, of course, six weeks passes and you think, oh, maybe I'll put it on the album. So that, that's how it works. But I did limit myself to only two songs on the album because I didn't want it all to be too negative. And also, I, I, you know, I thought, well, maybe I just won't address it at all on the album. And I thought, you know what? I don't want to bring people down. But sometimes you need to write about this stuff because mm. everybody has sorrow, everybody has issues in their own life and sometimes you have a song about an issue like that, it releases the grief and the heartache yeah. inside of you and it allows it to come out and then afterwards they feel better and they feel, you know, I mean nowadays we call it mindfulness but God, musicians have been doing it for years, songwriters, we've been doing it since we were tots, you know. People hear the lyrics, they hear the music, something in them changes and something comes. It was very funny because one of the songs, you know, about meeting your ex, my, my friend of mine, a woman I know, um, said that she heard it on the radio one night and she was with her husband and she tears kind of down her face and he was going, ah. And then he said, hang on a second. Why is that song <laughs> making you cry? <laughs> That's that great song, South Ann Street. It's, it's a great song. Thank you, because, you know, when you look at the songs that might be singles and, you know, the two that we thought would be, sing you know, were Give Me Some Wine and Scarlet Angels. And, you know, they were the ones we thought. So it was kind of a surprise when people started playing South Down Street and reacted to that. But I guess everybody has an ex, don't they? they everybody's yeah. an ex that they think about going, what if, you know, what if I'd ended up with him? You know, and it, it was just people say you have a great imagination and actually... I don't have any imagination at all. I just kind of say stuff that happens. I was walking down, you know, South Ann Street one day. I met an ex I hadn't seen in about 30 years since I've been in college. And, and we ended up in McDade's and have a few pints. And it was great to see him. And then we said goodbye. And he went off. And I went home. I wanted to see no, you wrote it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think at this stage he probably does. I mean, he doesn't live in Ireland, but he was definitely... Um, like hooked into the kind of extended network of some of my friends. So I've Even at your concerts, don't people come up to you about this song? And they do, yeah. Is it like regret <sighs> that they miss the yeah, sex? I, everybody has one. I mean, do, do you regret it? Or maybe you don't regret it, but you think about what if, you know? Mm. And, you know, if you're going out with somebody, it's hard to fight against the ex that they think about, you know, that they met when they were 19, you know? I mean, you know? How do you combat that like when you've never had to bring out the bins with them and do all the mundane stuff, you know? 
But yeah, I think COVID for me was a very philosophical time and I was kind of thinking, God, what if I'd gone that way instead of this way? And what if, and really started thinking about quite fundamental things, you know, like parenting. My daughter's 20 now and she's at that age where she's, she's going to be flying the nest soon and kind of has already in some ways. And you can't help but think philosophically about these issues when, when you're at that point in life. Did you think philosophically when you wrote that song, A Woman's Heart? And I mean, let's just put it out again. The album sold an incredible 750,000 copies in Ireland alone. I mean, I don't think you were so young when you wrote it. I was quite young, yeah, but I hadn't, I don't know, I wasn't that happy a person at the time. I think there was a lot and some of it, of course, was myself, as it so often is. I had been had kind of been through a rough time, but I don't know. I think also as well, Ireland mightn't have been the best place for women back then. You know, I mean, like when I was in college, you know, contraception was illegal. It wasn't mm. just hard to come by or, you know, it was illegal. <laughs> it was against the law. Like my daughter finds that impossible to believe now. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the church was very strong and, you know, it, it, there was there was a lot of downsides to, to being a woman back then. But did you write that song out of a personal experience or an amalgamation of different things? I think an amalgamation of different things. I'm not, you know, so low that you're suicidal, but just this general low kind of feeling. So it was really that. And I'd had, had had a lot of kind of, you know, heartache and all that kind of stuff going on. But as everybody does, everybody has their own issues. And maybe that's why it resonated with people. I don't know. Would you like to fall in love again? Apart from the guy from South Island Street. Uh, well. <laughs> God, I don't know. Yeah, I suppose maybe not Not quite there yet. No, not there yet. But mm. um, I have to say, sometimes I chat to my friends who have, you know, in good relationships and stuff. And I'm thinking, thank the Lord I am single. It is so brilliant. I have such a great life. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. Um, Are you enjoying being single? I'm loving it. I'm absolutely yeah. loving it. You're an advert. Yeah. You look I'm, great. You know, thank you very much. Thank you. Now, you're about to do an upcoming tour, aren't you? here. I am indeed. Tell yeah, well, me about that. So straight after the UK tour in February, March, I'm going straight into Irish States, a nationwide tour in Ireland, uh, March into April. And it's starting off in Dundalk, actually, on Saturday the Great 25th place. of March, in the Oriel in Dundalk. And it goes on then the Hot Music Club in Kilcullen on the th- Thursday the 30th, Friday the 31st of March in the venue in Rathout, and it goes on and on and on. And it finishes up in the Wexford, the newly renovated Wexford Arts Centre on the 29th of April. So um, those dates are, you know, come, still coming in. But. Eleanor, thanks so much as for coming in and stay being brilliant. Pleasure. Thanks so much. And we are going to go out today playing your great song South Island Street. My thanks today to our series producer Cora Ennis on sound was Tommy O'Sullivan. Our BCO was Elaine Conlon. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a lovely Sunday. Stay listening for Brendan and here is Eleanor McAvoy's South Island Street. didn't know him I nearly passed him by It took us both a moment to get over our surprise And we hugged each other clumsily and laughed a bit too long as the shoppers on South Ann Street hurried on <laughs> <laughs>